Welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and? Oh, yeah. I'm Jamie. Hey, hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the dramatic introduction. Uh, we're happy to have you here. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm good. Good. Thanks. So later on in this peop- uh, <laughs> later on in this episode, we're going to be talking about burnout. Oh, my. If you haven't been able to tell from the first 30 seconds of this podcast, we're incredibly burned out. <laughs> we're, we're just like in don't give a rip land. I don't even know. It's not, for me, it's not don't give a rip. That's not it at all. Yeah. I'm just like at the end of my rope. Yeah. I still give lots of rips. Same. Same. That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. But we're I, both, talk- I both care and also have a huge capacity to just let things go. Yeah, you know? that's good. Well, yeah. we're going to get into it and we're going to process it this later in the episode. Yes, we are. All right. People, uh, Misfit Stars is how our people support the work that we, Shannon Curtis and Jamie Hill, do in the world. Please support us. Uh, Misfitstars.com slash join. We will invite you to our Misfit Stars social network. It's mm-hmm. a private social network that Shannon and I have started mm-hmm. and run. Uh, and there's just a bunch of amazing people in there. It's like a small group. There's about 150 people in there, probably only 30 of whom are active at any one moment. So it's really intimate feeling and people just have really good, positive, nurturing, deep conversations. Yeah. And people talk about super deep stuff in there, like really personal stuff that they really, I think, feel safe to talk about in a trusted group environment. And like we can help each other with things and it's so valuable and good. Yeah. And also it's not like dour in there. It's also just a a place where I feel like when I, when I have the urge, you know, that little urge, you're like, like, I want to check on social media. Instead of going to Facebook these days, I'm going to the Misfit Stars Network first, um, which is a social Social network, not social media. Right. Big difference. No ads. But that's where I'm going first because it feels good to be there. You know, yeah. like it's just, it feels uh, nurturing, positive, and healthy. It's so great. <laughs> Get yourself in there, misfitstars.com slash join. By doing so, you will be helping in a small monthly way support the work that we do in the world. We don't ask a couple of people to support us in a big way. We ask a ton of people to support us in a small way. Yeah. If you're already supporting us, it means the world to us. You have made it so that we have survived this incredible last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you know, we want to keep surviving. (laughs) So thank you for helping. And that's it. I will survive. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's so great that we have an actual singer to make singer jokes. (laughs) really good like if I, I have, tried to do that it wouldn't be as good well you but you do that all the time too like I'm one of the I think you're one of these people too that like if there's a song that relates to something somebody just said I have to sing it yeah I can't not like yeah. it just has to happen it's a good compulsion oh good That's some good. compulsive behaviors are sort of bad and negative <laughs> indeed and I've been in recovery for one for many years but some of them are really good like you know you'll, you'll note that there's not a just sing in songs all the time anonymous because no. you don't have to fix no, that. No, it's good. Yeah, it's it's good. good. More songs are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Do we have announcements? Announcements, announcements, announcements. Nice. Uh, thank you, Sixth Grade Science Camp, for that little song. I have um, our first announcement. Okay. Um, first announcement is that uh, we are getting started in, within the Misfit Stars social network, uh, an anti-racist book and movie club. So cool. So people who are members of Misfit Stars who want to join this, can join and there's already a bunch of people I've lost track of how many people were interested in joining this which I'm so it's, it's encouraging I, like I'm proud of the fact that we are in a community of people who that when there are so many folks who want to do this yeah together it's so cool um really awesome so um my goal is uh that sometime this week 
sometime this week, before the end of the week, maybe mm-hmm. the weekend. I don't know. No one knows. We will. I will announce the first film and the first book that we're going to watch slash read. Uh, different. They're, they're, it's a, the book and the and the film are not related to each other. No, we except, alternate. Yeah, but the the idea is the first month we'll meet to discuss. Well, they're sort the of related film. to each other. They're both well, anti racist. They are, but it's they're not like the same. No. It's not like we're watching a book that is the same as the uh, or watching a movie that's the same as the book we're going to read. Right. Okay. So, uh, but the idea is that I'm going to announce the first movie and the discussion, the Zoom discussion date and time for that movie, which will be approximately a month out from now. Um, And then I will at the same time announce the first book and its discussion time. And that discussion will happen approximately two months out from now. The idea being that uh, we will then each of us in the group have a month to access and watch the film before Mm -hmm. we meet to discuss. And we'll have a full two months to access and read a book, the book that we choose before our discussion. That's reasonable. Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty reasonable pace. Um, we'll I, figure out sketchy schemes to get the movie and the book to people who have uh, income barriers. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna work together to make sure everybody gets access to the stuff that we that we're gonna be yeah. uh, discussing together. So I would be remiss if I didn't just add here. Uh, if anyone is listening to this and wants to be in our Misfit Stars anti-racist book and movie club, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, we want you in there. If you're already in Misfit Stars, just just ask yes. one of us and we'll get you in. If you're not already in Misfit Stars, misfitstars.com slash join. That alone, I think, is a good reason to kind of get yourself into this situation. Absolutely, yeah. So if you want to be, if you're in Misfit Stars and you want to join the book and movie club and you haven't yet uh, expressed that interest in doing that, please send me a message. You can email me, shannon at misfitstars.com and let me know you want to join and we will get you hooked up. Yeah. Uh, second announcement. Mm-hmm. I'll take this okay. one. We have our monthly Misfit Stars Zoom meetup. Yay! Uh, it's this Friday. It's at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. UK. <laughs> we always think this is the best thing that we do every month. It's just it really soul is. filling. It's wonderful. It's great. It's fun. It's so cool. I love it. And mm-hmm. so Misfit Stars, we'll see you there. Yeah, we are, uh, we are on, we'll be on the, we'll have the Zoom call open for about three hours mm-hmm. starting at 6 uh, Pacific, 9 Eastern. Um, and feel free to come when you can, leave when you have to. That's not like you've got to commit yourself to being there the entire time. No, you don't have um, to be on time. You can come an hour late. People yeah, do. absolutely fine. Uh, to get access to the Zoom, uh, I have... I have emailed it to all of our Misfit Stars via our Misfit Stars transmissions list. Mm-hmm. And I also have uh, set up an event in the Misfit Stars social network um, for Friday with the Zoom link in it. And so that's how you can get into the meetup. Perfect. Hooray. And what's your last announcement, Jamie? As always, people, for the duration of the 2020 album project, we are collecting people's stories. So if you have a story that you would be willing to share about having a racial justice awakening in 2020, please send it over. Yeah, that's the last song that we released last week called yeah. The Shadows was mm-hmm. on this topic. I'm learning what? that it's perhaps a little bit more difficult for this topic than for other topics to get meaningful traction for on Facebook. Oh, Because it seems like Facebook's algorithm is very wary of people talking about racial justice. And that makes sense because Facebook is a bad actor. No kidding. So, uh, you know, I'm relying on people volunteering for this one a little bit more 
then I'm relying for other topics, right. you know, on my ability to prod or to tease it out of yeah. people. I will continue yeah. to do my best. But if you're hearing my voice right now, if you're hearing me asking, did you have a racial justice awakening in 2020? Please send me an email about it at jamie at misfitstars.com. Doesn't have to be a big thing. Doesn't have to be formal. It can just be like a paragraph, a couple sentences, just some thoughts, notes, recollections. You can sum it up. You don't have to explain it. Yeah. Also, you can write 2,000 words if you want to. Just anything also, is good. you know, there, there are... I'll, I'll reframe the question too. Like, yes, there are some people who had what they might call a racial justice awakening in 2020. But but what just what was your what was your experience with the the racial justice awakening that was happening in our country? Like what what was your personal experience with that? Yeah. Like maybe maybe you've been involved in this work for a long time and this is, you know, what 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 was the what was meaningful to you or significant to you about the protests that were happening everywhere, uh, you know, for racial justice. Just like, what was your experience? So even yeah. if you, even if this wasn't like a first time, you know, becoming aware of of the racial injustice in our country, yeah. you know, whatever level you attached to this, what was your experience with with that thing that happened uh, in our country? Because it was year. a significant cultural moment. It was, and it continues. Yeah, uh, it was. It was a for sure awakening, you know, at the societal level in yeah. our country. And it for sure affected pretty much everybody in some way or another, yeah. I think. You yeah. know, we would love to hear what your experience with that was. So uh, how do people send you their stories? Jamie at misfitstars.com would there be good. There you go. Thanks. All right. Uh, that is it for announcements. Great job. Yeah. How are you feeling today, Jamie? <sighs> you know, I feel good. I feel resolute. I feel tired. Yeah. Uh, I, I had one of those nights last night where I got a solid eight and a half and woke up tired. That's Aww. just my experience lately. Yeah. I, I am tired it. in the core of my soul. <laughs> We'll talk yeah. about that later in this episode. I won't talk about it more now, uh, but I feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited about the work we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gave me the new song last night. It's cool. Awesome. Made a lot of progress on it. Uh, it's got a fun sort of feel to it that has a lot of room for me to do fun stuff, and I'm into that. Cool. Um, I think it's going to come together pretty easily, honestly. I really feel like even by the end of last night, I had pretty much nailed like how the chorus should feel instrumentally. Yeah. And that's always the biggest thing in a yeah. song, right? Like start with the part you want to hit the hardest and then work backwards, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Seriously. Uh, so, you know, I feel fine about all that. I feel good. I feel mm-hmm. good about work in general. Uh, also, I just want to stare at a goddamn wall for about three weeks. <laughs> I know what you, you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, do. I don't even want to go outdoors. It sounds too stressful. Aww. I just want to sit in here and look at the nice weather and maybe not off. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's all good. I'm, ha- you know, I also, in that exact same breath, really feel like I should say that I understand that, like, I'm super lucky. Mm. Um you know, there are people in this world who, like, are just experiencing massive coronavirus outbreaks. I'm thinking of India. I'm thinking, oh, I mean, yeah. Europe is not doing great right now. Vaccinations are super slow. We have mm. my childhood best friend is living in Poland. They don't even know when they're getting vaccinated. Wow, It's just really? not happening yet. Oh, my god! We have such an extraordinary level of privilege just living in the United States because, like, when our country feels like getting a shit together, it can do amazing things really quickly. Right. We're very wealthy and very powerful. Mm. And, you know, because of being wealthy and powerful, we have all of the science and, like, all of the industry. And when we want to get something done, like, we can do things like have a vaccine like mm. that is already in my arms three weeks ago like yeah. that's amazing um and I'm f- I feel very lucky about <laughs> that and really realize that like other parts of the world do not have it nearly as good yeah I mean sub-saharan Africa will probably not be vaccinated for five to ten years you know Gosh. what I mean just yeah. like they like they always get forgotten so you know yeah. I feel lucky to be in a place where the biggest complaint I have is that I'm overworked you know right. what I mean I'm, yeah. a, I'm alive totally get it. to be overworked and that's good yeah 
I'm into that. Side note to what you just said, you were saying like we were lucky to live in a place that when it decides, uh-huh. when it decides to do something to get shit done, we can do it. And isn't that the half? The, that's most of the battle. Not even half. It's most of the battle when we decide we want to get stuff done. Like we do have the ability to get stuff done on a whole other range of issues. Oh, yeah. We just have to decide that we want to do something about it. Yeah. Like poverty. Like. <laughs> Uh, racism. Healthcare in general, like racism, like all these things. Like we just, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, but also it's not a digression because it's the single most important thing in any of our lifetimes and everyone else's lifetime all, all the way through history. Yeah. Getting the people who the powerful have put in charge of us to do the things that we want them to do, not the powerful. Yes. It's very hard. It is hard. It is. It remains hard. People have been writing about this for thousands of years. <laughs> hmm. You know, mm. it's a human condition, really. Mm. Mm. Uh, but, you know, that's a topic for somebody else. It is, for another day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling, sweetheart? Um, it's a lot of uh, both and for me today. I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I feel like getting this new song to you last night felt like a big exhale yeah. for me. Like that, getting my part of it done and passed off to you, Um I, I I always feel like I'm I have been feeling like I've been like racing like crawling across the finish I should say not racing across the finish no. crawling across the finish so that feels really good um, but I'm also you know aware of the fact that we still have more work to do together in the next few days to get it ready to go to come out on Friday um, we forgot to announce that during our announcements new songs coming out on Friday Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, song song nine from this project isn't that right nine wow. out of 11 we're getting there people yeah so um so I feel I, I'm, I'm tired and also I have a sense of and I have been back burnering a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about this in the second half of the episode today so I'm not going to get too deep into it but I was able to catch up on some of the back burnered items this mm. morning and that feels good so I feel I feel productive and also at the end of my rope and and but also not like worried and and generally happy mm. like it's all it's a it's an interesting mixed bag yep Makes so sense. that's how I'm doing good right on we'll take it yeah uh hey how about we fire up the good news machine oh let's do that what do you got I've got one they're opening up vaccines to people age 12 to 15 and they're doing it like next week that's so great which means that like all but one of my sister's kids yeah. can get vaccinated. Yeah. Little Phoebe is going to be uh, left out for the time being. Well, she'll but be they're also, they're going to get there really soon. Oh, totally. She'll be 12 in November. So, yeah. And also, yeah. like, way before that. I mean, they did, like, the 16 and up thing just, like, last month. Now it's 12 to 15. You got to know that, like, 8 to 11 is going to be, like, June. It's coming. Yeah. I mean, yeah, who knows when. But, yeah, that's great news. It's wonderful news. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. How about you? What's in your good news machine? My good news machine is uh, we took a, the time to watch uh, the, the Bi- President Biden's um, address to the joint session of Congress last week. Mm-hmm. Was that Wednesday? Yeah. Last Wednesday. And um, first of all, some of the, the, the he, he spent a lot of his speech outlining these, uh, the American Families Plan that mm-hmm. he's put forward that he wants Congress to pass, um, which in itself is great news. Like the stuff in this plan is just such a great blueprint for moving forward. I know that his like campaign promise was we're going to build back better, right? And it sounds like cheesy and it's alliterative and all that kind of stuff, but honestly, like this is one of the things that like yeah, we we've been 
we've been through a crushing time as a country uh, over the last year. Um, we've got to build back, but we've got to do it better than we than we were doing before. And yeah. this plan actually addresses a lot of those things. He's got two plans coming up that he wants Congress to pass: the American Jobs. Um, mm-hmm. Act and the American Family American Jobs Plan and American Families Plan. It's sort of a two-part uh, under the broader uh, umbrella of infrastructure yeah. investment in good things for our country that people need and want, yeah. and also that will provide that will provide new opportunities for people for good-paying jobs, and also get us ahead of the curve on uh, a lot of the technologies that are going to be needed for the future. Like, it's a really smart plan. The, the American Families Plan that he laid out last Wednesday was, it's it's heavy on uh, on caregiving, yeah. on the caregiving economy, yeah. right? Like, we have a an aging population, the boomer the boomer generation, they're all getting old. Yeah. And they're all going to need care. The reason, a, the reason and, they're called boomers is because there was a baby boom after World right. War II. Just in case anyone's listening to this and it's like, oh yeah, they're called boomers. Why are they called boomers? That's why. There was a baby boom. There's a shitload of there's them. There's a whole bunch of them. They're yeah. a massive part of our population. And they're all fixing to die. They're all getting old and they're going to require care. And like anyone who has cared for an elderly family member in their lives understands what a massive undertaking this is. I mean, like, you either have financial resources to pay to have somebody housed in a, in a facility that can care for people. Or in-home caregiver. Or you pay for in-home caregiving or you figure out how to do it yourself. Yeah. And no matter how you slice it, it's, it's expensive. Time um, consuming. It's time consuming. Hard emotionally. Yeah, but also uh, what a great opportunity to invest in workers, uh, to, to, to train new people to, to be... Uh, caregivers yeah. for seniors um, so that we can actually take care of that need while providing good paying jobs for people who need them. Uh, good paying jobs that, that can't be outsourced. Yeah. They can't be shipped overseas. Yeah. This is work that has to be done at home, yeah. literally, right? You can't, like a tech firm can't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like ecare.com. And on the other side, on the other spectrum, the other side of the spectrum of the, of the elder care is that the American Families Plan also uh, wants to invest a whole bunch into caregiving for little ones and uh, providing uh, f- uh, free day- free preschool and daycare. Yeah. Uh, and this is a, a major issue. I mean, again, we've never had kids, so this has not been an issue that you and I have dealt with personally, but we certainly have a lot of friends and, and I'm sure lots of folks listening either have personal experience with this or know people who have had personal experience with the fact that when you are, if you are a... Uh, a single parent, and I mean, you need childcare to be able to continue working to put food on the table for your kids, sure. right? If you are a double uh, a double parent household, um, you know our our economy is set up right now that in such a way that it often requires a double parent household for both parents to be working in order to afford to live. You know, and there's like not it's, necessarily any money left over from that. No, so you don't have money to take care of the kids. And also you can't stay home to do it yourself. You're really in a bind. It's a, it's a total catch 22. Yeah. Like you, it's just, it's impossible. And childcare is so expensive. Anyways, this plan would invest in, again, training new people to enter this part of the workforce. Again, jobs that can't be over shipped overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, at- Which is amazing, by the way, for places like, I'm imagining like West Virginia, right? Where we they're transitioning already away from the coal economy. Like yeah. that's already started to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who are going to be needing new forms of employment. Imagine how right. great, instead of like going to work in a freaking mine <laughs> and getting black lung and dying, mm. like what if you could just 
take care of an elderly person. Or, yeah, or, or teach preschool or, yeah. or care for young babies. How wonderful. You know, like there are going to be new opportunities. Which it's just, it's all good. It's all good stuff. Also, I can say from my own experience, like I went to pre-K. I was doing mm-hmm. like a little, and it went there for two years when I was three and when I was four, or when I was four and five, I can't even remember. Maybe it was three years. Mm-hmm. I went from very little until before first grade, you mm-hmm, know? Or well, mm-hmm. no, because it was pre-K and then it was kindergarten at five right, right. and then first grade. That's mm-hmm. what it was. So two years of pre-K. Uh, and I still remember my my pre-K teacher, her name was Dolly McKinney, Mrs. McKinney. Mm-hmm. And she had sort of tight, like like curly, but close cropped okay. uh, gray hair. Yeah. Um, and she was very sweet and a little bit hyperactive and really Perfect. good with kids and so smart. And she really like mm. imbued it with so much learning. Like the emphasis was clearly on yeah. learning. Well, and also there's so many studies that show that kids who get that experience that you just described actually like they perform so much better later on in school um like this like it is a it is an investment that that will return we'll we'll get a return on that investment many times over when we invest in the in in the learning of young kids like that it's like starting a thousand meter race it's like it's like pre-K is like you get to go 100 meters ahead. Yeah. Of course you're going to be ahead. Yeah. You're going to win. Why so, would you, why would you not win? Yeah. So there's the the, the family, American Families Plan uh, proposes two years of free preschool, and also two uh, two years of uh, free college, because we're in the position right now. Like it's so, it's just so weird to, to, when you when you talk about these these ideas. The idea of Free education. Like we have all grown, everyone listening to the sound of my voice right now, we have all grown up with the idea that kindergarten through 12th grade is free. Public education. That's the way it is. That's right. Well, that's not the way it always was. The government actually had to pass a, a law decades ago declaring public education from kindergarten through 12th grade would be free for all Americans. Yeah. And Thir- at the 13 time, years of free public education. Right. So at the time, you know- I that, think it's 12, right? Kindergarten is not always the case in places. Uh, you're right. You're right about that. So it's I think. 12 years. Yeah. But, but, you know, and at the time that seemed like an appropriate amount of free education to educate the- the future American adult public. Because you were just going to go work at General Mills or, and you did not need a college education for that. Not necessarily. Yeah. So uh, th- that was a good, yeah, that was that was the good starting place. Well, fast forward decades later, technology has has outpaced our our what we how we educate people. Yeah. The 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 work the the jobs that you know adults need to to do these days require more education. I mean like we're in what's called a knowledge economy. Yeah. And so we need more schooling. Yeah. And so it makes sense for us as a as a country to invest in uh the education of of people for a longer period of time. Yeah. So just to make it available, you know? Yeah. And in the same way that like if you don't feel like going to high school after age 16, well, you you cannot do that. You can your, test your parents, out, yeah. yeah your, or your parents can pull you out or right. whatever, you right, know? Right. Like just it being available doesn't mean it's mandatory. It's not like there's mm-hmm. going to be like junior college gulags where but, you have to go until you're 20 years old. But also, you know, the two years of of college, free college, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go on and, and get a bachelor's degree. It could also mean vocational school or technical college sure. where you're learning trade skills that are going to earn you a great paycheck in your adult life, in oh, your like career. Go to coal mining school, live your bliss. No, no, no. But like, not coal mining school, but like- that was, a, that was a joke. Okay, well, I, sorry, I'm tired and jokes aren't going to work all the time with me today. <laughs> so no, but, but, but learning, you know, um, learning a trade that, yeah. you know, 
that will put you to work being, you know, some of the people that, that are going to be laying the broadband to rural areas in the country that don't have it or building the senior facilities that we're going to need to care for our boomers. Or do you remember like Shannon and I used to do a lot of college shows, people, and we did this one college show and I want to say it was maybe Minnesota or something like that. And it was Mm -hmm. at a Votech school, like a two year school, like the kind Shannon's talking about. And we were talking with this kid who had been there for like three months and he was going to graduate in two more months because he was only there for five months because his program, his entire college was a semester long and it was HVAC. And by the and when he graduated from HVAC college, he was going to be able to go to California and get a job making, I think he wanted, said like $50 an hour doing HVAC for a big construction firm down there just building houses. Yeah, yeah. Go get yourself a trade job, you know what I mean? Yeah. But let's have that education be free. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, this is a long way of saying that the the speech itself, President Biden's speech last week was focused largely on, you know, the American Families Plan. And that in itself is good news. It will be even better news when it actually passes Congress. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of hurdles to get to getting it passed, uh, specifically because Republicans are obstructing everything. It's so weird. Uh, right the, now. the division of labor in Congress right now seems to be that Democrats are in charge of thinking up good ideas that will help people, mm-hmm. ideas that are very popular across the board with Democratic and Republican voters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Republican politicians seem to be in charge of just saying no to whatever Democratic politicians propose. Uh, and, and saying no to things that are, that are popular with a vast majority of American people. Including, not even their, a, including Republicans. Not even, it's not even on a partisan basis at all. at all. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And again, this goes back to the comment earlier. When we decide to have the will to do good things, we can. Yeah. This is one of those examples, yeah. you know, where, and yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get into a whole conversation about politics today, but that is, the, 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 these could be, we can have nice things. Yes, we can we have some nice things. There's some good things that the president wants to do. That's a good starting place. We need Congress to actually do them. But most of all, with the speech last week, the thing that was like the best part about it for me was the fact that Joe Biden spent most of his speech talking in a, a, in a tone of voice that was about like this. Yeah. It was just calm and quiet. Conversational. And it was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and and none, of his, none of his talk was about, look at me, look at me, look at me. It was all about we the people the you know this this is stuff we're going to do together there was no ego it was compassionate and empathetic it was yeah it was it it just it was just lovely it was lovely to see our president (laughs) not being an asshole yes god yes so that was great news yeah this last week loved it i loved it too yeah and also i love that like we made an effort to seek that out and we sought it out and we watched it yeah uh and Above and beyond that, I've got no idea whatsoever what Joe Biden has been up to in the last 10 days. Well, and I don't have to be. I don't have to worry about him because if I'm not, even if I'm not watching him every second of the day, like he's just probably going to be doing something reasonably okay. He's doing his job and he's yeah. not just trying to get the, the next headline to be about him, which is what the last president did. I do know one thing Joe Biden has been up to, and it's because that's, that photo has been circulating around the internet of yeah. how uh, the Bidens, Jill and, and Joe, visited uh, the, the Carters, Carters yeah. President Carter and his, and his wife. Um, and I don't know if it was like a, 
like a wide angle lens shoot gone wrong or if just they are tiny people, but the Carters looked itty bitty in the photo with Jill and Joe st- kneeling next to each of them in their little chairs. It like looked it, as though it was a trick of the camera, but it wasn't. They're just they're 90 just, something years they're old. They're just tiny. Yeah, they have shrunk. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yes, it was very it was very cute, but it was very sweet. It also. was very, very sweet. Yeah. Also, I'm under the impression that the Bidens may be getting a cat. Oh, that's very exciting. So See, that's the pres- presidential news I can use. <laughs> I bet it's going to be fuzzy. You know what I mean? I hope so. That's great. Yes. <laughs> Love it. All right, cool. Uh, Good news. So what's our experience been over this last week? We had dinner with two <sighs> different friends. Vaccinated in their, friends. In their homes. Having it, like First, we went to someone else's home and had dinner with them. Uh, shout out to Katie and Todd. Love you guys. Mwah, and Hank. Uh, and Lily. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And then we had humans in our home. Yeah. On Saturday. Yeah. And... Both of these vaccinated friends. Everyone was vaccinated. That's the key. Everyone was two weeks or more past their second shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we just got to hang out, and uh, a it was lovely. B it was exhausting. Totally. Oh my gosh. I realized after both hangouts, I was like, oh yeah, well we'll do this hangout, and then I will do a couple more hours work. Yeah. You know, late into the night. And after both, I'm like, oh no, no, can't do that at all. Like I just, I realized that that socializing is a muscle mm-hmm. that I have not been using for a year. <laughs> totally out of shape. So out of shape. Yeah. Like, it was so wonderful, and I loved every minute of it, but it wore me out. Mm-hmm. Both, both of those hangouts just yeah. took it out of me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It was really, really great. Really, really loved it. Yeah. Uh, and also really need to pace ourselves. I think that's At a- least until this album project is done. Yeah. Because each of those days took us off the map for a work day. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It was like knocked us out. Like yeah. it, was, it was completely unable to be productive. Yeah. It really was, wild. Yeah. So noted. Yes. We've been working on your new song. You mostly so far this week. I just mm-hmm. started last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's good. You did good stuff. It's really cool. Uh, I got some mastering done. I did some uh, alt folk from Sweden and some techno from Virginia. Awesome. Uh Uh-huh. Totally, yeah. Very, very, very different. Uh, The techno is, uh, it's actually a a person who's in Misfit Stars. Yeah. Techno Tim. Uh Tim McDaniel, a.k.a. Techno Tim. And by the way, Techno Tim is like the best artist name. I love it so much. It's so great. Yeah. And Also, he rides a unicycle. Yes, he does. And does does TikTok videos. And juggles. Yeah. Oh, and juggles while he's riding a unicycle. And the music in the background is his own music usually, and it's It's techno. It's so great. It's so good. And also, like, his music, it's not like... It's when you think of techno, when I think of techno, sometimes I think of like bangers, like club bangers. His stuff is not like that at all. His stuff is like, it's kind of like ADD video game music. It's a wonderful. Yeah. It thematically changes about every nine seconds. It's amazing. There's just something new happening. Just He's got such a fertile mind. There's so Clearly. many ideas. Yeah. And like the entire textural palette and melodic sense of what's going on will literally change like every 10 to 15 seconds over a five minute song. Wow. It's like just 50 ideas. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's unusual. It's not really like anything I've heard before. It's really engaging and fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes you feel when you're listening to it like you're in a video game. <laughs> That's awesome. Like you keep going into different rooms and finding different stuff. I wonder if it would be good music for like going on a run, you know, like oh, if it would like just get you like motivated and interested to keep going. Yeah, I think it totally could. I think it could also be really good for like gardening. 
<laughs> okay. You know? <laughs> like, I could really see it being a really good soundtrack to weeding. Well, it's also clearly a very good soundtrack to juggling while riding a unicycle, which is what Tim does on his videos. It's really great. It's, yeah. it's all great. It I love it. Uh, and he and I are going to do, it uh, looks like, an entire record together. Woo! And awesome. that's really fun and exciting. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Let's so, take a short break. Yeah, break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about being totally, totally effing exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back in a we'll second. We'll see you And we're tired. We're okay. We're tired, but we're mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk for a minute here about uh, exhaustion, about processing exhaustion, and about figuring out how to navigate exhaustion. Yeah. You know, so this podcast, like when we started, it was like, we're going to be, you know, hashing out the stuff that's important to us to talk about. And as we were talking about what we want to discuss on this week's podcast, like, honestly, the thing that is forefront in my mind and has been all week is that I am so freaking tired. Yep. <laughs> but it, 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 it permeates every part of my life, you know? And so I thought, you know, it's, it's probably good to like talk about how we've been processing this. Um, I'm, sh I'm certain we're not the only people who are dealing with burnout right now. Mm -mm. Uh, we certainly aren't the, people, the only people who are, who deal with burnout period. You know, we all experience uh, moments, days, months, years <laughs> that are characterized by burnout. So, so we're just going to talk a little bit about like, like how we're, Handling that, trying to trying to process it in an in an intentional kind of way. Yeah, and I want to really be clear about what we're talking about here, just to sort of set that up. Mm. Uh, it's not that we're not getting enough sleep. It's not that we're right, getting right. we're getting plenty of sleep. Uh, we have a situation in our lives where we're like that's the one thing that we can protect. It's true. We may not be rich in money, but we, uh, you know, generally speaking, can do okay for sleep. That's yeah. like the, maybe the one side benefit of right. like doing what we do for work, being a married pair of self-employed artists, mm -hmm. right? Is that like... We get to make our own schedule. We get and... to make our own schedule. Uh, and that's really, really a saving grace, you know, and we're really grateful for it. This is kind of different than that. This is sort of above and beyond that. Uh, it's... It's just more of a chronic fatigue kind of thing. Right, you know, like, right. like I sort of alluded to earlier in the podcast, like I've been having the experience this last week where like we're getting eight hours, of, eight, eight and a half hours of sleep every night, you know, a, a perfect amount of sleep. I'm sleeping so hard frequently that I don't even get up to pee. You know what I mean? Like I'm sleeping eight and a half hours straight mm -hmm. and waking up and just feeling tired. Right. Like it's a different thing. It's not that I'm not, it's not a sleep related thing. It's just a, a workload, emotional overload. It's just a cumulative effect. Yeah. And I think when we talk about the factors, like, you know, yes, it's, it's, we, we put ourselves on this uh, schedule for the 2020-101 project where we're releasing a new song every 10 days. And that has turned out to be more... That has turned out to feel more intense than we anticipated when we started. Everybody else right? knew. Everybody over the course of the project <laughs> who I tell what we're up to, I'm like, yeah, so we're, you know, Shannon's writing and then I'm producing. We're, we're writing, producing, releasing a new song every 10 days. They're like, holy hell, that's a really fast pace. You must be exhausted. Everyone else sees it immediately. Yeah. We, we didn't. We were When we thought this up, we're like, this makes sense. Let's do this. This well, seems smart. And also, honestly, the first several songs felt totally fine. Like it was a quick pace. We're like, yeah, we can do this. No mm -hmm. big deal. 
we're now on song nine <laughs> and the cumulative effect of that, of that keeping up that pace consistently for the last few months, I think has, has started to catch up with us. So that's, that's definitely a factor. I think another factor we cannot ignore is even though there is great news with vaccinations happening and, you know, we're getting to start, we're getting to, to do things like socializing with other vaccinated friends again and things feeling, starting to feel a little bit more quote unquote normal, yeah. you know, the last year has been a hugely tiring year. Like yeah. we, we have all been through so much that I think that we just, the idea that we're just, you know, all rare and to bounce back, hmm. like that's just not a reasonable expectation. Yeah. We're not at the beginning of something, any of us. We're at the, at the end of something <laughs> or in the middle we're, or something. Yeah, and I think that we cannot, no matter how you're feeling today <laughs> in this moment, like, None of us can discount the fact of the the, the 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 stress of the last year plus and and beyond that too, honestly, before the pandemic happened, I felt my my general level of stress inflated just because of uh, the Shit the show? lack yeah, the lack of of good leadership in our country, you know, like that that, that was a constant a constant level of, uh, you know, sure. put the pandemic, a global pandemic on top of all of that and all the things that it that it forced us all to have to deal with. We just, we, uh, we have some healing to do. We yeah. have some resting to do. We have some stuff to process, you know? And like, also a lot of people are feeling completely behind. Yeah, right. You know, which means that it's not the time for a lot of people to even contemplate healing, resting, any of that. Right. Like I, for a lot of people, this is the time, this is the beginning of a time when they may be able to dig themselves out of a huge hole, may be able to start getting caught up. You know right, what I mean? So right. in a certain sense, they just have to kind of push all of that to the side and start something fresh now that's going to be twice as hard. Yeah. I yeah. really feel for that. Yeah. That, that's just, that feels very, very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are a lot of factors. You know, I think uh, the fact of you and I being sort of, we have we've intentionally put ourselves in a position where part of what we do is to organize, com, you know, community, mm -hmm. and so the 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 fact of us being in, involved in people's lives, where we are open always to receiving people's stories and uh, and burdens and listening and being part of a you know a supportive community like this, uh, to be leading a supportive community like this takes its toll. It is so fulfilling and yeah. wonderful and lovely. And also, yeah. I think, you know, it is It is also a factor in the exhaustion. Oh, absolutely. You know? I'm holding so many people's stories right now. Yes. And as people get more uh, comfortable, ever more comfortable in the Misfit Star social network, people are starting to open up about some really deep stuff in there. Yeah. And you know, again, it's not all deep stuff, people. Like there's also just like bullshitting and fun and people laugh <laughs> about random stuff and post jokes and it's fine, it's great. Lots of memes, it's, you know, it, it is the internet. But, you know, <laughs> there's also this element of it where people are like feeling emboldened, emboldened to open up like perhaps in a way that they've literally never opened up to anyone else before right. about something deep and heavy in their life that they need some help or advice with or just want to share about to yeah. unburden themselves of. And we're the people who hold those Right, stories. well, and it's not even like it's our job to do anything about those things, nope. but just holding space for someone requires energy. It oh, requires yeah. an investment of your energy. So yeah, I think there's lots of lots of factors. Um, but what all, what, what, whatever all the factors are, the fact it remains that we are, and both of us have found ourselves in a place where we're just like, 
kind of like zombies some days <laughs> or some moments of some days. You know, but just, zombies who have to constantly work and be on and productive and right, smart. Right. Like we don't have the luxury of just like, mm-hmm. we, we cannot take a day and just sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Can't right. do it. Yeah. It's not an option. Nope. So like my personal instinct when I'm feeling this kind of overwhelming feeling mm-hmm. is to panic. Like that's, not, <laughs> that's my first instinct is like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I've got all these boxes unchecked that these are my responsibilities that I've got to attend to. And when I, when I see those piling up and I don't have the energy or time or space to address all of them, my, my first instinct is to just seize up. Like my body will seize up and I will get short of breath and I will literally panic about how much I've got undone. That doesn't help. No, it's not helpful at all. But I know that about myself. I know that that's my, that's my go-to like well-worn pathway in my brain, you know, which I'm trying to undo mm-hmm. <laughs> and make, you know, new pathways. Um, but but to me, when I start to feel that feeling, that's a signal for me that like, okay, I need to take a beat and address how I'm going to handle this and not just What let, are your tools for that? And not just let like inertia take over. Well, first of all, you know, that acknowledgement is for is tool number one, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, I'm in, a, I'm in a space right now where things are feeling overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Just acknowledging it. Because sometimes you just roll through that feeling and and- you know, try to push it aside. So like acknowledging it. And in the next, in the very next thing is, is to, you know, pull out that recovery tool of, you know, what goes in the bucket of things I have the power to control and what goes in the bucket of things I do not have the power to control or change. The problem know? I think, right, with a lot of this specific situation is that the bucket of things you can control is very large. It and is. that's actually the whole problem. It is one, of, yeah, you're right about that. That's what work is by definition. Things you're, that we're expected to control. <laughs> exactly. So my next tool, that yeah. when I see that overflowing bucket of things that are that are in my power to, you know, affect change in, and, and that I, they're, they're my responsibilities, in fact, to mm-hmm. take care of, uh, is I've been, I've been having to triage those things. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, in hospitals, when in like ER rooms, you know, they call it triage because you're constantly getting new urgent patients, people who require urgent care coming through the front doors. And there's got to be somebody in charge of deciding what the hierarchy is of of who gets care first, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, the guy who's bleeding out- From the neck. (laughs) Probably gets care before the person who- uh, Broke your ankle. You, right, exactly. So yeah. thank you for those examples. Those were really good. So yeah, so, that, so it's been triage. It's been triage in my life the last many days. <laughs> do you like literally make a list in a text document or something? You're just keeping no. your head or what? Like how do you know you're not missing something? No, you know, I don't. And that actually might be useful. That actually might be a good tool for me to adopt because then then I wouldn't have the extra worry of like, what am I missing? <laughs> you right. know, because that is a lingering sort of, you know, um, uh, thought that sort of can can sort of bubble in the back of your brain and, right. and cause more stress. But no, I it's it's really kind of a, a a moment by moment thing. Like, okay, what is what is the thing that what is the responsibility that is that needs the most attention? Which is the which is the responsibility that's currently bleeding out? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and like for me, this last week, um, the last several days, anyway. Um, it's been a clear, there's been a clear answer to that question. For me, the last couple of days is I have to finish writing song nine. 
Like that is, that is the thing I have to do. I really need to get it to Jamie by a Monday night. So that's, that was my, in the hierarchy of responsibilities, that was number one. And I so imagine I, that's almost like a relief those days because like, you know that that's just what you got to do and you don't really have well, to even think about anything else because that's just what you got to do. But that's a choice. It's a choice not to think about anything else. And it's a choice to give myself grace to not think about those other things, right? Mm. Because like I can address the hierarchy of responsibility and then also I could choose to continue worrying about the stuff that's going undone, mm. right? But that's another, that's another tool, right? Like I have to, in that, in, that, uh, in, in that moment where I'm deciding, okay, this is, this is the, the need I'm going to address. This is the responsibility I'm going to address. I also have to accept the fact that these other things are going to be un- unaddressed for a little while. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, right? Like that's, I, if, if, I, if I allowed myself to feel burdened about those things while trying to address number one responsibility, I wouldn't be productive with that first thing anyway. So it's not necessarily a, just an automatic relief. Mm-hmm. It can be, it can feel like something of a relief, but I have to choose that frame of mind. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So... So yeah, that you know that that's that's where I've been uh, the last few days. How about you? Like, what, what's your? I'm I'm better uh, at just accepting that things might take longer or slide. Mm. You know, I've, uh, I've than me. You mean? Uh, maybe, <laughs> but for sure than I used to be. Okay. You know, um, and I've just had to evolve that. Like, I do not let you know me. I don't. I do not at all like letting things slide. Right. Oh no, you do not. No. You don't you it stresses you out to have uh unaddressed items in your inbox. Oh yeah. Your email inbox. I am an inbox zero person for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh you know, and I've just needed, you know, this has just been the tone of this last year, you know, things have just taken longer and mm-hmm. and piled up and been hard and been hard to get through. And you know, at first I tried to be in denial about that and I got stressed out about it. And then very quickly last year at some point, I think over the summer, I just kind of learned that like, if I don't change my attitude about it, things are going to be miserable for me. Uh, and so I just did, Yeah. you know, and I've just been really accepting of the idea that things just mm-hmm. are going to, some are going to happen at their own time and on their own pace. Yeah. And also like, I might just not get to something for a long time. You know, I had mm-hmm. to tell, I had to tell a friend today, uh, she wanted to talk on the phone, um, you know, and she's like, when do you think we get on the phone? I'm like, honestly, early June. Mm, you know what I mean? I, yeah. and I hated that. I hate to say it, but also like saying it like, really felt like lifting a burden off myself. Yeah. Because now I don't have to try to figure out how to shoehorn a one to two hour phone conversation right. into a schedule where I already don't have enough time, even just for basic self-care. Yeah. You know what else for me on that, on that topic when I, there was someone similarly today who uh, I, I think it's been in my inbox on Facebook Messenger for the last number of days. By the way, if you want to reach me, never message me on Facebook because <laughs> I literally don't spend very much time there these days at all. And so like messages will go unread for a week sometimes yeah. in Messenger. Send me an email or message me in Misfit Stars. Yeah. Um, but but someone had messaged me a few days back about uh, joining his, uh, he, he has like a video podcast thing that Mm -hmm. he does and he wanted to know if I wanted to be part of it and there was a moment of decision I was like well um do I shoehorn this in right now no I can't do that like that's not responsible also um what are my other options you know uh, I, I I could I could schedule something for a couple months from now but also that that didn't feel that that felt like a burden also in some way yeah and so what I ended up doing was messaging back and saying I would love to do that the next month is going to be 
totally unavailable. Can you message me about this again in a couple months? Yeah. And we'll re- revisit it then. Um, and, and, and in communicating that, like another option would have been just to not reply and figure out like, oh, I'm not, I'm not saying yes. And so I don't want to reply. And then I have this shame about not replying <laughs> yeah. in a timely way. So by just asking for what I needed yeah. in the moment, be like, I would love to do this and I can't right now. And can you message me about this in a couple of months? And I got that communication off my plate so I don't have to feel shame about not replying. I don't have to feel burdened about taking on more than I can handle. You know, all, yeah. all good things. It was, it, was a good, it was a good approach. It's so important in all of this stuff to like keep up like basic communicational hygiene. You yeah, know what oh I my mean? God, totally. Because otherwise yes. you're just adding shame to it. Like, and also like you're not being a good version of yourself and you're not being true to who you are. Like I, no matter what, like the last thing I do on my deathbed will probably be like reply to an email. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I take it really seriously. Like if someone reaches out to me to communicate about something, I mean, like to not reply to a communication just feels like an impossible breach of the social contract. Yeah, I get what you, you know. Mean. Any kind of communication, Facebook, you know, any anywhere. Um, and there's for sure a hierarchy in which I respond. You know, like I have my work email boxes; those go first. I have my personal ones; those go second. I have my list email inbox that goes last. Yeah, you know. But, you know, there's also Facebook Messenger in there and that's a valid way to get in touch with me. And if someone reaches out to me on there, I, I will for sure get back to you within a few days. And mm-hmm. it might be a few days right now. Right. I, don't, I don't prefer that, but right now that's okay with me. Like mm-hmm. my, my understanding of what feels acceptable for turnaround time to reply has for sure increased. And like, I've totally let that be all right. I also, I kind of think that everyone gets that right now. Yeah, That's the other thing too. Mm-hmm. Like it's tempting to feel like a, just like a weirdo or like I'm not doing something <laughs> right because it's taking me longer than I feel like it should for me to yeah. get back. But also like everyone's under the same pressures I am. Yeah. Many of many people far more pressure than right. I am, you know? Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. my shit's self-inflicted. You know right. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm the asshole who set up this like schedule for this album project. I have literally no one to blame <laughs> but myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh so, you know, it's well, and I think that you like when 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 people take a little while to respond to you. Mm-hmm. you give them grace because you understand that we're in a difficult time and yeah. people are struggling. So it's also important to give ourselves that same grace that we would offer it's others. It's so much easier to give right? other people grace than ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. I bet that that's a pretty common thing for other mm-hmm. people. Like we give everyone else so much grace and we beat ourselves up for the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And also the, we, we encourage people all the time to take time for themselves, to take the little moments that are going to refuel them. It's mm-hmm. also harder to, to choose that for ourselves sometimes too. Oh you yeah, know? oh my gosh. Um, but you're right, like making time for like just little moments. We're, we're going to take a walk after this podcast is done. Hell yeah. We've got a ton of work to do, but it, it's, sun, it's sunny outside I, I, I took the compost out earlier and it just smelled so lovely like spring. It rained yesterday and so everything's just- The outdoors, just, not the compost. Right, <laughs> sorry. The outdoors <laughs> smells lovely. It just smells like, you know, like fresh rain yesterday and everything's mm-hmm. just springy and lovely. Yeah. So we're going to go and I believe gonna, the adjective is fecund. It's fe- is it fecund or fecund? I don't know how to say that word. I've only read it. I think it's F-E-fecund. I don't know. But uh, let me see. It's one of those words I've only really read and never said. Yeah, well, let's look it up. We're going to find out right now. Oh my gosh, you can do either. <gasps> Sweet. I love it. Okay, cool. There's something for everyone. So in, in my beautiful, mind. Beautiful, beautiful word. Feckend. Um, and for you. This feckend kind of sounds like fucking. I don't like that. <laughs> you love that word. What are I you do, but about? it doesn't seem appropriate here. Okay. You know what I mean? It kind of sounds a little weird. Anyway. Feckend. Do we have the time? 
to take a walk today? Uh, it's uh, debatable. Arguably, no. Do we need to take a walk today because it's so lovely? Yeah. 100% absolutely. yes. Absolutely. So we're going to take that moment and we're going to go do that thing. Um, sometimes, sometimes I just need five or 10 minutes just to sit on a chair in my living room and stare blankly out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need to be looking at my phone. Mm-mm. I don't need to be checking in on news or social media or I just need to stare. I have a bird feeder outside my studio window <laughs> and it's sort of in this lovely little sort of under a tree kind of situation. So the tree provides this leafy canopy that kind of hides my studio. It feels like I'm in a tree sort of when I'm yeah, in the studio, you totally. know? Uh, and there's a bird feeder there and there's this constant parade of tiny animals coming through. And that gives me a really mm. good excuse. You know, it's like a little mm. bridge to nature and That's I can just good. kind of watch them just being little idiots. That's great. It's really helpful in that way. Like it draws me out of what I'm doing. Like I'll see a little bit of motion. And I'll just kind of watch the birds for two minutes. Oh, that's good. It's helpful. That's, those are good moments. It's really helpful. You know, I think it's sort of like if you back up, back up from this conversation and take sort of a broader view. I honestly think that this time of exhaustion, um, and this is true every time I feel like I'm in burnout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's also an interesting opportunity to just kind of take an assessment of what feels, what of what's important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think that... Um, not that I'm going to be doing like a, a heavy inventory of my priorities today. Because <laughs> again, that's a responsibility that I, I'm not, it's not going to be on the hierarchy of needs right now. But I think that it is generally, this time is generally informative for me. This is, I'm, I'm getting information about what, in, this, in the time of feeling burnt out, I'm getting information about what feeds me, mm-hmm. what nurtures nurtures me and nourishes me. And what drains me without putting something back into my life? You yeah. know, like there are, there. This is a this is a time to really feel those things and understand. And then, and then, hopefully, what I what I hope to do is use that information going forward when I'm past this phase of temporary burnout mm-hmm. to use some of that information to decide how to prioritize my time and energy and attention going forward, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like, I feel like this whole time of the last year, especially since uh, during the pandemic mm-hmm. has been a time for shifting, you know, for yeah. a lot of people, for, sure. for our society at large, but for, you know, in our personal lives too, like I think, you know, zooming out from this time and, and zooming out from the day-to-day experience, I feel like it's a really interesting opportunity to decide how to move forward out of this, you know? And and it and it might look different in a lot of ways than it did before. You know, maybe I know for sure our work life has shifted in a big way over the last year because it had to. Like we couldn't spend four months on the road touring and doing house concerts last year. And so it forced us to have to rethink a lot of those things, right? Um, but but maybe we've had to rethink those things in a way that's going to actually serve us better in the future. Maybe we're maybe maybe this reevaluation is sort of a reimagining of what's possible, or a reimagining of of, what, of how we want our lives to look going forward in a way that feeds us more yeah. and doesn't drain us as much. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm definitely like just noting how tiring interacting feels. 
<laughs> and it was like, that was just like a normal baseline for me for like my entire life. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, think about on tour. We are, you know, we're doing shows most nights of the week. We're doing hardcore interaction for like six to seven hours pretty much every day. Yeah. Yeah, heavy duty, hardcore peopling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that. And also, I wonder what our tolerance for that is going to be like going forward. Hell, I'm just thinking what my tolerance is going to be for hanging out with my friends. Yeah, I know what you mean. Seriously. Yeah, yeah I mean- Like, so, I'm really thinking about reimagining that. Yeah, you know I mean, what some I mean? of our muscles will come back for that kind of stuff. But yeah. yes, I think the reimagining is important. It's important to honor that. It's important to honor where we're really at, yeah. you know, uh, and figuring out ways in our personal lives, in our work lives, in, our, you know, in, the, in all the ways that we can reimagine you know, uh, the, the thing, living in ways that will feel more sustainable to us going forward. And that's not to say we won't get burnt out again. Well, we definitely also, will, you know? And it's also not to say that this won't get better or change too, for the, mm. you know, like mm-hmm. we won't be this burnt out theoretically oh, next year. Absolutely. And maybe I'll have way more tolerance for hanging out with people. Yeah. Or maybe we'll get some downtime over the summer, you know, once this album mm. project's done, our schedule will for sure change for the better, Yeah, you know? Uh, and hopefully that will mean that like I'll be recharged. Like mm-hmm. maybe come the fall, I'll actually have more energy for things. And like maybe I will, the idea of hanging out with people will sound way better. And the idea right. of like maybe doing touring will sound way less overwhelming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just like when you don't have like any reserves, everything sounds overwhelming. But that, yes. that'll change. That's true. It's just because we don't have reserves right now. This too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And in the meantime, lots of grace. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the number one, number one key yeah. for getting through. So. Yeah. Well, it felt good to talk about that. You know, I think um, there were a few days this last week where I was feeling burnt out and I could sense that maybe you were too, but Mm -hmm. neither of us really said it out loud. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I think there was at one point, I think I just said something like, I'm really tired, (laughs) you know? And it would just, that was like the, the door, creaking the door open a little bit to have the conversation about the broader thing. It helps to, it helps to just verbalize and to, 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 to talk it out and to, you know, I know that I'm not alone in this. You know, you and I are in this together, but no, we're also not alone in the broader sense. Like there are other people going through this in their own ways too. Um, and it, it felt good to hash it out. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. All right, people. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today. You know, we keep threatening to do short episodes. I want you all to know that we are like <laughs> at 58 minutes right hey, now. Hey, that's if we end this really quickly, then it'll be under an hour. Oh, no prob. Yeah, let's do no it. No prob. <laughs> so, people, uh, here's the deal. Uh, if you would like to join the anti-racist uh, book and movie club inside the Misfit Stars social network, if you're already inside the Misfit Stars social network, just message one of us. If you're not, well, get yourself in there at misfitstars.com slash join. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's probably the only closing thing I have to say about you. That's it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, Misfit Stars Zoom meetup uh, this Friday. Uh-huh. Be there or be square. <laughs> uh, we'll be back again next week with a new podcast. Uh, and until then, take good care oh, of hold yourselves. On. Before oh, you say that, oh. I have one more thing. I just what? thought about this. What? Uh, you know, earlier I had mentioned about like holding stories and how there's a lot of intense stories like sometimes happening right now in the Misfit Stars social network. Yeah. I just want to say to our Misfit Stars, like if you're one of those people, 
don't take that as a sign that like I want you to let up. Oh gosh, no, 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 no. We can handle it. It's all good. Like this is part of our work, and it's really yes. great, amazing, life-sustaining work. So keep it coming. Yes. I just want you to know that like you're not you're not overwhelming me. You're not the cause of the burnout. You are a source of uplift and joy yes. in my life. Yes. And holding people's stories is something that we love. It's why we do it. Yes. And so I just want you to know that like I didn't mean that as sort of a sideways way mm. of being like, hey, chill out, Miss Fistars. No, don't chill out. Oh my gosh, no. You guys are great. Because keep if, it up. Yeah. And if it ever got to be too much, you would figure out what your boundaries are around it and establish what those are. Oh yeah, I just shut down the group and go live on an island. <laughs> No. I, actually, I actually said that to you last night. I'm like, I had this like fantasy for a moment about completely checking out of society altogether. Like, Shannon was finding, like, we could grow all our own food. We could go move to some remote place and grow our food and never have to deal with anyone else ever again. And, and Jamie's like, yeah, I'm tired too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even mean all that. It was just a short fantasy yeah. about a potential solution for checking out of all the things that were feeling overwhelming to me. Yeah, but yeah. But we'll anyway, be fine. We are fine. Okay. So we'll be back next week. You, you listener, mm -hmm. take good care of yourself. Be good to each other. And we will see you soon. Yeah. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.